Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Out Podcast. It's Friday. Jamal and I are here. What's going on, buddy? Man, just living that quarantine life. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to be great yeah. inside my house. So I'm going to let you in on a little, a little behind-the-scenes Wetrick family action. We, uh-huh. um, our, our neighbors uh, were gone, and they had a cat that they're like, I think it may. So it was small, but yeah. fluffy. And she's like, Alicia's like, that cat's pregnant. And I'm like, oh, it'll probably be a while. Two days later, it had kittens. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we had to, we had to take in the cat and it, and it, and it delivered five baby kittens wow. that made things fun. I'm not going to lie. Hmm. Uh, so that broke the monotony, but, uh, like just little things like, again, I don't actually saw something on, t- on tonight's uh, national news, how some people are, are finding some joy in it. And, and again, I hate to take any sort of joy in somebody else's suffering, but you know, family being together, we've been, we've been, we've been doing all right, man. You? Yeah, man. I, I like I said, we, um, you know, I, I said this, you know, the last time we talked, but like, man, like, me and the wife, we are, we are getting strong. Our relationship is growing stronger intellectually. Um, we we talk more without um, a lot of the distractions because I work one day a week, so I'm home during the weekday. So once we put our kids down, we do a lot of talking, man, and it's been real refreshing. So that's about it, man. Quarantine yeah. life. Either we gonna have kids or get divorced. Divorce is not an option. <laughs> divorce is not an option. Well, that's good. Now, I, I tell you what, um, we've talked about some community differences in the past, and we had an episode two weeks ago about, you know, you, you'd thrown out the line, you know, we need the daycare. And when we start mm-hmm. talking that through, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. In, right. Educational daycare is nothing wrong. But have, uh, have you been seeing some differences and um, reactions based on, on communities? Yeah, man. Um, man, the craziest thing, like, I think um, I've heard of some horror stories that result around some of our schools and some teachers may not be getting the, the point in what's really the most important right now. And like, you know, I was reading something and how that the humans, we need a certain level of, of safety or stress. Stress causes us not to feel safe. It puts us in an emotional state that just leads to a real decline on top of this pandemic um, with the added stress of school. I mean, there are videos populating all over social media. And it's just crazy how these kids are starting to break down the thing that, you know, was originally designed to build them up in schools is the thing that's starting to, you know, break some kids down with all of, you know, the e-learning with just how much more intense it is. And that helpless feeling of like, man, I, I barely got it while I had a teacher in front of me. Now I'm expected to really do it all on my own. And don't even get me started with kindergarten. But yeah, so with all of this, like I think community and how we operate within 
a community is so essential right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. very essential. Go ahead. Well, I mean, even on, uh, you know, on, on who the virus is affecting. I mean, like, I feel like we're going to see a double whammy on people that, you know, um, the, the essential workers, mm-hmm. you know, people think in medical, well, the essential workers were retail. Right. You know, God bless the grocery store workers. <laughs> right. right? Mm-hmm. But um, I saw Andrew Yang tweet about it. And he basically, he was like, you know, in, in the last 60 days, you're going to see a scaling up even faster to replace those jobs right. with robots. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, like that's going to affect people differently. Like I, mm-hmm. I, the fallout that we're not even thinking about right now economically is going to be felt for years. Right. And so like I just – how this is affecting – like I, I, I couldn't, I'm trying to wrap my head around if those, first of all, I guess like there's two sorts of retail workers, the non-essential, mm-hmm. you know, like, and they, they've just been out of work period. Right. So they weren't paid tremendously well to begin with. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the people that are doing probably overtime, mm-hmm. but are probably scared out of their mind. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't speak for them, but I would assume that it's got to be frightening to show up to work knowing that, you know, especially if you're in, in like in New York city and at a grocery mm-hmm. store, man, I'd be mm-hmm. scared of my mind. Right. Right. And I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I don't think we realize how important a lot of like just community is right now in this time you think about like okay so you have the people who have to go to work and they feel displaced because they um have to deal with the the virus every day like i'm exposed every single day um and you know you got the cd cdc saying that maybe the mask that you're wearing if it's not an m95 mask it's really not all effective and if you wear gloves it's really no point you need to be washing your hands after every contact with changing your gloves. It's just, it's just a lot. But like you think about like right now, domestic violence is through the roof right now. Suicide rates are up. Um, I'd be interested to, to really look at like new reported cases of depression in addition to, you know, just everything being inside of the house. Wasn't there a cop that was just shot down uh, in Indy not too long ago? Yeah. Yep. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like how. Well, and yeah. Yeah. And, and then today I just saw on the news um, or by the time this airs last Wednesday or this Wednesday, uh, an ER doctor in New York city, she killed herself. Wow. You know? And so she, she was seeing, she, you know, according to the family, having a hard time dealing, seeing what she was seeing. I, from what I understand, she also had the virus and fought it off, but uh, she took her own life. That's crazy. It's, yeah. That's crazy. So, 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 let's, so let's maybe talk about some, some community supports. Let's, mm-hmm. let's really start with uh, the, the safety and just community. And when I say safety, I mean the, the concept of, man, I have a, I have a dream. I have a desire. 
I have something that I want to accomplish. Are the people or do the people that you surround yourself with, are they for your dreams? Are they for you? Or are they subconsciously against what you stand for? Right? Um, and like, how, how, how do you think, what do you think there are some things that people can do to demonstrate to the people that are going through what they're going through right now that they are for them? It's, uh, explain. So like, so like, for example, like, so, you know, let's put it in a classroom setting, right? Right. Or just, yeah, let's start there. So you have, you have uh, a kid, they're e-learning, right? Yeah. And I have, I don't really think high school or school is for me anymore because all of a sudden my parents are out of work. Yeah. And now I'm more essential than my parents because I got to work 60 mm-hmm. hours a week. We talked about this. Right. And, yep. Yep. And, yep. And now I'm contemplating not coming back to school because I don't really think that school is important. How do you yeah. support that? How do you support uh, okay. that kid? Right. No. Well, <laughs> or, or how do you punish that kid? How, well, how could you possibly? Cause I, mean, I get your point now. Cause mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, you're like, Hey kid, our, our things are due. And you're like, I am the only person bringing in money. And, and, and I would assume that I, like 95% of all teachers I know that if they knew that was the situation, you know, they're, they're cutting them a deal, so to speak. They're like, Hey man, don't, don't worry about this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you right. Yeah. Well, well, this is, this, this is a true story. This is based on true events. I, I bring up a real, but I know, I know there is a principle somewhere that like that, that this actually happened. And the student was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, yo, I'm working, I'm going to work my 60 hours. I'm done. Like I can't, I'm not, it's not for me. Smart, yeah. smart, 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 smart kid. Principal shows up to where the kid is working and was like, listen, you got to do something. So on your days that you're not working, I need you to come to the school. I need you to come sit in my office and we'll do the work together. Now I'll talk to your teachers for you. But like what's not an option is you not graduating high school and that's going to hinder you from right. getting what you want. And of course, you know, where, you know, you work, you work with that child or whatever the case is, but like this child now has to be an adult and be the breadwinner for the house because my mom and my dad were business owners and nobody has enough money to do anything because the economy is shut down. Yeah. Right. Talk yeah. about like the, the importance of community. Like, I don't think we realize sometimes how, how important we are in in the lives of the people that we just simply have what we think are basic interactions with mm-hmm. every day. Mm. I think also about okay, so let me let me t- let me even skip past this a couple of months from now. Let's just say, <clears throat> um, you know, they they get through this let's just say that particular instance, they get a free pass. Um, what's going to be different? Actually, I even talked about this in the, um, my Monday podcast about a postmortem and a premortem. Mm-hmm. A reflective thing is going to be good. Hey, what did we do wrong? Mm-hmm. Right. 
a pre-mortem read about that and think, think like a freak years ago, like a pre-mortem is how is this going to fail next time and how can we avoid that? And right. also assuming things are going to be different even still, because right. we can't say the next one's going to be the same because some people are already way more in debt uh, and, and are more destitute. Um, so how psychologically are we going to be able to support the kids that have already gone through this on round one? I mean, like, I, boy, I, I hope this is wrong, but there's a lot of states now talking about November, you know, that, that this yeah. could, this, you know, this could yeah. get off to a decent start. We could have school starting in August and September, but there's a decent chance that October, November, this, like how, like, where do you, where do you begin Man, on that? You, 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 you begin, it's, it's, it's one person at a time. It's the community. So like, like to add to what you're saying, these kids are legitimately coming back to school with all of these fears. You think, think about how that classroom dynamic is going to be. Those kids going to walk into class. They're going to see those 28 desks, those 30 desks, those 35 desks in some class in the classroom now only fits like 20, well, supposed to only have 25 desks in there. It's going to be overcrowded like it normally is. Our schedules are not going to change much. And then those kids are going to fill those seats and immediately you're going to have conflict in your class. Right, because this person's too close. This person's breathing on me. If you're in, if you're in middle school, if you're in high school, depending on where you're at, you know, you get too close to somebody. It, there may be there may be an intellectual fight, or maybe a real fight. Right, and uh, breaking up a high school fight and breaking up a middle school fight are two different Ooh, two different yeah. animals. Like you gotta, <laughs> like the kids are much bigger. So it's it's one of those things where it's like as the leader, and I I, I don't think. A lot of times teachers feel like they are leaders and not only like leaders in the sense that like I lead the instruction in the class, but you lead the hearts of those people, you lead the minds of those people. So what are, what are we going to do? Like, what do you say to those kids to make them feel safe, to make them feel like I understand that you may be more freaked out now than ever, but let me, let me speak life into you right now. Now it's going to be okay. If you feel this way, what, what measures do you have just in your classroom? Because administration can't solve all of your problems. And even on like a personal level, when you go back to work, right, your spouse is expecting you to come back home without, without the coronavirus. What are you going to say to your spouse every day when you walk out of those doors, when you have 3,000, 4,000 kids in some schools and it's, and, and it's a place where people bump, rub. I mean, you go to school the first week you get sick, what are you going to say to your spouse and your kids? How are you going to impact that community? So you got all these different communities and how are you going to make those people feel safe so they can thrive? Oh. And, and you're right. And what's the definition of them feeling safe and how do you know that? Well, I mean, I would, like, I, yeah, go ahead. No, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking would. you that. I would imagine, I would imagine, right? Safety comes like when psychological safety comes when I know that no matter how I feel, I'm going to be supported appropriately. Like the, the world is not, I know that these people around me are not against me. 
they're not neutral to me, but they're actually for me. Even if that means giving me tough love and correcting me, but on the same token, building me up, right? And from a, from a familial standpoint, ensuring your spouse and your kids, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I stay safe. And, here, and here's my plan. I'm going, I'm going to come home. I'm not going to dwell. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, you know, my interact, I'm not going to hug the kids as much as I want to. I'm going to make sure, and I'm going to explain to those kids that hey, I can't hug you, but what I can do is I can put my hand across my chest and, and, and which shows, you know, um, how much I appreciate you and my affection towards you. Right. I put it over my heart and, you know, we'll tap it twice or something like that. Like having, things that are in place people need to see that there's some kind of plan that there's some kind of structure like people need to be led in a time where leadership is i would say at a premium right now it's hard to find yeah well my head was going off with all many different thoughts and on um you know like obviously kids are going to deal with this in different ways and and there's going to be some kids that will absolutely make light of this that like, what do you mean? You're, Oh, you're nervous. Cause like some people, it just, it wasn't that difficult. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and by more than just socioeconomics, you know, right. 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 I, you know, like I, I, uh, Anna was just saying today that, you know, one of her friends, she's an only child and, uh, she doesn't, you know, no brothers or sisters, uh, mm-hmm. no friends in the neighborhood. And, you know, she's struggling just out of sheer boredom and, and mm-hmm. isolation. Um, then they're, you know, so the kids that like didn't have it so rough, they're going to like, you know, they might jokingly cough and act a fool and everything else. And then it mm-hmm. might like set a kid off. Right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. You better take some time to frame that classroom when those kids get back. Like, hey, y'all we need to understand the perspectives of everyone in here that maybe this kid didn't deal with this pandemic. You know what the craziest thing is across America, like, like right now. And I I think this may be like to what you said, like this may be the cause of what I'm about to say. The, the teacher experience, the, the educator experience right now is drastically different than the student experience or the the student and their family's experience if they're not educators. And here's why I say this, right? Um, every teacher, and I, I want to say in, in 99.9% of the, the states, right? There may be one crazy state. Everybody's still getting paid through the end of the year. Department of Education released the money. They, they, they not only, they're paying everyone, but they're also shutting down standards right? They're not being held accountable for anything. There are no evaluations that can go in. So a teacher can do as little or as much as they want, but they get to stay home and still receive a paycheck and get to pay all their bills. And they got a stimulus check that they didn't work for, right? We all did, right? Now, now take that perspective. And I can't understand why you're struggling to do my work when normally from 7 a.m. to 3.30, you'd be doing my work anyway, so why can't you do it now? Mm, mm. And not really understanding like that conflict, but then you have so, students yeah, who are working. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. So let, let, let's, let's wrap this up. 
because I like, I, I think that you're building to a, a great crescendo here. So I start, let's just say, I, you know, there is school. We start off in fall. How do you gauge or when you, you, were, you just kind of alluded to it first, how do you frame this? How do you kick off a year and what does that conversation kind of look like? The first, if, if I were sitting in the classroom, the first two weeks of my class would be focused on the individual, dealing with the trauma, trying to eliminate the stress of whatever it is that they went through. Because when they come to my classroom, it's a different community. It's a, it's a, it's a completely different world once you step through that door. And I have to train you for that. So here's right. how we're going to, here's how we're going to, Make sure that we we stay safe in this classroom. We're not going to be touching each other's desks. You, we're gonna we're gonna put up some some safety some 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 psychological safe barriers. But then, like like now more than ever, now more than ever, if you are not uh, someone who inspires your students and can speak to their humanity, you need to crack open some some less miles some Tony Robbins, some Eric Thomas, some Don Wettrick. You need to you need to get your life and you need to inspire yourself so you can inspire others because like you're gonna be dealing with some kids who may be broken yeah. and you're gonna to have to speak to that. So I would take that time, the first two weeks, I wouldn't do curriculum. I'd use those two weeks mm. to teach my processes, right? Like we're, we're gonna do work eventually Here's how I expect you to do work. Like I, I like set my that. structure up. So we, my first two weeks of lessons is going to be about them. It's going to be about how we conduct ourselves and how we're going to love each other in this classroom. Because it, ultimately, it's going to take love. That's what I would do. I like that. I like just out of curiosity. Um, do you come out of the box encouraging conversations day one or do you build? Okay. Yes. I'm I'm a big fan of that too. That's my approach. Right. And well, I mean, uh, right. I'm assuming like if you sense that they're not comfortable with it, you're not comfortable with it. Cause I, I, you know, I'm sure some kids will want to, you know, kick right in and talk about their experience and all that good stuff. But, um, I, yeah, because I, I'm the same way. I, I loved, Loved having conversations. Matter of fact, my top, my second top performing uh, podcast on the show uh, was starting. I was like, I, like, promise me you'll never start with this. And it was basically, you know, don't start off with the rules and regulations. Sit down, and I'm going to tell you all the things you can't do in this class. Right. I love starting off with possibilities, and I agree. This this year, you should start off with how you know. Let's talk. How did you deal with it? How are you? Um, the, and obviously not forcing it, but I think that uh, that kind of conversation to make it like feel like you're right. a part of something, like you're, right. a, you're a part of a classroom that cares is a right. really great way to kick that off. And not only that, like if you, if you, are, a, if you are a stickler for the standards, SS. What? <laughs> 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 like, make it connect. Like, COVID nineteen touches history. Yeah. COVID nineteen touches science. Oh Ooh, my god! Yeah. Like every biological and the chemistry of it. You know, the hand sanitizer, like all that stuff, right? Touches all sciences. Um, there's some math. There's a lot of math, especially in statistics. 
right? That you could that you could look at. I mean, there's curves for algebra. Like you can connect this if you really if you're SS, you can connect this to your standards. If you got a principal who's SS and you know they're like, hey, day one we teach standards because we gotta make up for lost time. Like you can make that a part of your discussion. You can connect that learning like this touches mm. all of life. Yep. Yep. I like that. Yep. Also got to give a shout out to probably one of our, and I don't think he reminds me he does this. Oh, we, you know, we'll read quotes on there and every now and then, but as long as you give us permission, uh, our buddy, Zach Schaefer. I was about to say Zach. Zach <laughs> uh, basically he had a great, he said, I had a, a great uh, conversation uh, via the students on Google meet and it was uh, opportunities are everywhere. <laughs> like, you know, but how, how, what opportunities are there for you to serve mm-hmm. under the current situations? And so, uh, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I, I love it when, when people write in, uh, and just some of our out loud conversations. And by the way, if you're listening to this for the first time, this is exactly what we do. Yeah. Jamal, we started this sometimes we'd have conversations and we'd just be on the phone. And then you're at one point, you're like, we should be recording these. So <laughs> If it brings you any any joy, great. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, at Jamal Crook, at Don Wetrick. We like hearing from you. But yeah, I I think this was a really good episode that I needed to hear because I, I, I each community and each person is going to treat this differently. And um, this one affects a lot of people um, yeah. in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, you talking about just starting that that year off with a good conversation and creating those bonds and trust right now is uh, among the most important thing. Right. And don't forget, don't forget everyone about, you know, I, I think we, we talk about school a lot, but no matter what you do, if you're a husband, if you're a wife, like you lead kids, you lead your spouse in some capacity. It's, it's, it's a reciprocity there. And then all of the people that you impact, it doesn't matter what you do. Just remember, like, just connecting and making sure that everyone within your community is is safe. Like, that psychological safety is, is extremely important to help right. them move forward. Next year, or, you know, so we're living in school years, but through the rest of this year and even next year when we have some kind of sense of normalcy. Yeah. All right. About wrapping it up, but I will say uh, people in your neck of the woods are going to feel a little bit more safe because they've got Gronk protecting them. What the heck? He's not protecting us. He's catching passes. The Tampa Bay Patriots. I mean, the the Tampa Bay. Tampa Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. That's the new term? I like it. Tampa Bay, yeah. Who he already got in trouble because he was working out at a a park. Listen, that is is pure foolishness. First of all, he walks into the wrong house, right? And the house that he walked into. That wasn't a rumor? Half the size. No, that was true. Like he, because he was going to his um, Byron Fritz house, who's the offensive coordinator, and uh, let me go to the it house. Was, and it was it was a stucco house with a red roof. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but the the report said that Brian Byron Leftwich's house was two times the size 
of the house that he walked into and he just kind of didn't know. He was like, well, if I had to pick the two, I'm going to pick the small one. Um, he's running joking office about that one. And then he works out and uh, the mayor apologizes for kicking him out. He broke the law and the mayor apologized to him. I said, man, what, what kind of world is this? But that's, you know, it's Tom. It's We're Tom. Excited. Everybody We're loves excited. Everybody hates Tom until he moves to your city and then everybody loves say, Tom. He, he is just like, Tom is just like uh, LeBron. Man, <laughs> when LeBron played for the Cavs, I couldn't stand him. Right. But he's a Laker now, baby. You gotta love him. Now Tom is in Tampa, man. Well, y'all got Philip Rivers. Yep. Not the no. same, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He'll, th- he'll throw some touchdowns and some interceptions. He'll throw well, but not as many as your former quarterback. That's all right. He's somebody <laughs> else's problem now. <laughs> the Saints. Anyway. Yeah. Well. Anyway. All right. Well, man, as always, I've had fun. If, uh, yeah, like I said, if you ever want to get a hold of us the best way, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, we are always up for a good conversation. Anyway, for Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetcher reminding you, there's opportunities everywhere. We'll see ya.